Welcome to Holistic Trauma Healing, a podcast that empowers you to heal trauma in the same way it has affected you as a whole person. I am Lindsay Lockett, your host. I have discovered a profound path to healing trauma that allows us to move out of the role of victim and into the role of empowered and conscious creator of our best possible reality. I offer hope, healing insights, and practical tips as you get to the root of how trauma has affected every part of your existence and how to weave a new web of life that isn't ruled by the past. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the show. I'm so happy you're here. I have another wonderful episode in store for you today. Have you ever heard of EFT or tapping? Um, I was introduced to EFT probably eight or nine years ago by a naturopath of mine. And I didn't really like get it. I didn't like latch onto it or really implement it or anything. And then I just forgot about it. And then a few years later, um, I had another naturopath, totally different naturopath, different state who gave me a a flyer about EFT. And she recommended that I learn EFT because the symptoms that I was going to her for were not resolving with the supplements and protocols and homeopathy and acupuncture that she was giving me. And I was like, "Eh, I don't know what tapping is going to do for this anxiety and insomnia I'm having. Um, So I totally threw it out the window, didn't even think about it or come back to it. Uh, Interestingly, that same naturopath is also the one who referred me to an EMDR therapist. Um, So I should have been getting the hint then that like the things that were physically happening in my body were not in my head, but like weren't the result of something physiologically, pathologically wrong with me, right? Like um, it was really my nervous system being really dysregulated. And I was having the symptoms of that dysregulation because my body was talking to me like, hey, <laughs> I need help. <laughs> um, so again, I, I took that information about EFT, totally didn't think about it again. That was probably five plus years ago. And then I got an email one day from Teresa Lear Levine and she was like, hey, have you ever talked about EFT on your podcast? And I was like, no, I haven't. Um, but let's talk about it because I've been seeing people on Instagram using it and I haven't thought about it for myself again, but I am at a much more aware and curious phase of my life. And so I was much more open to it than I was the two times previous that I had, um, been introduced to EFT or that a practitioner (laughs) tried to get me to learn EFT. So we're going to be talking about emotional freedom technique or EFT, for the nervous system. And I, now that I have the language of the nervous system, I totally understand why EFT is a really great tool to have in your toolbox if you deal with nervous system dysregulation, which is literally 100% of the human population. But before we dive into learning all about emotional freedom technique for the nervous system, I want to introduce you to my guest, Teresa's struggles as a successful mompreneur with trauma, ADHD, and high-functioning anxiety escalated into chaos, stuckness, and self-doubt, and led her on a journey to regain inner peace, confidence, and self-love. 
She learned effective ways to get unstuck and release pain, self-sabotage, and unwanted feelings with processes that cultivated desired emotions and created a totally different outcome than previously seemed possible to attain. She has helped female entrepreneurs and moms work on their mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual health for over 25 years with an evolving blend of energy psychology, emotional freedom technique, also known as EFT tapping, and chakra strategies. Her methods empower the effective release of anxiety, distractions, trauma, and limiting patterns so that her clients can get present, feel happier, and be more fulfilled as they align their values and vision for the future with the actions they take in their business and daily life. She lives near Washington, D.C with her husband, Jeff, their four boys and two yellow labs. And Teresa is also the host of the Becoming More Me podcast. So if you haven't heard about EFT before, or if you've heard of it and you're not sure about it, or you're skeptical of it, or if you're already an EFT lover yourself, sit back, relax, enjoy this episode. I know you're going to get something out of it. Welcome Teresa to the Holistic Trauma Healing Podcast. I'm so thankful that you're here today and I'm really excited to chat with you. I'm really excited to chat with you too. I think it's going to be a really fun conversation. Yeah, it is. So we're going to talk about EFT today, um, also known as tapping. And interestingly, this is the first episode I've ever done about EFT. So I'm really Really? excited. Yeah. I'm really excited to special. Yeah. Well, thank you. I'm, I'm thrilled to introduce people to this tool and to learn more about it myself because I have, I have used it mildly off and on, but I've never um, made a practice out of it um, and really, really like learned how to do it. So how about we start with you just telling us um, a little bit of your story and how you got into EFT? Sure. Happy to. So EFT and me, let's see, we, we, we should go back a lot further than we do because I can see so many ways that this could have made just everything about my life so much different if I had been introduced to it earlier. But I've always been like a personal development junkie. I've always loved psychology. I've always enjoyed understanding my brain better and understanding the nervous system along with it just added such depth to what I've been able to do and change. So when I'm talking about my own challenges, I, um, gosh, I have, I have my own traumas. We're on a trauma podcast here. So, you know, I've, I've had, you know, that my, childhood traumas, my teen traumas, the, you know, divorce and remarriage and birth and all those things that we go through that are so traumatic and, um, layer that on with some high functioning anxiety, some ADHD and, you know, being a recovering perfectionist <laughs> and, you know, you can get yourself into some, some kind of difficult spots with that. And I was always looking for how to be more successful, how to make things smoother, how to feel like I finally had it all together because that's kind of how I always felt like I was stuck or that things weren't quite working out the way that I wanted them to, or, you know, oh, this again, kind of thing. And when I, EFT has been around for a while. I mean, in the way that we know it now and practice it, it's been around since the mid nineties. So I mean, going on almost, you know, 30 years and the things that it's made up of are, some of them thousands of years old, ancient Chinese medicine, that's part of it. And uh, then we have modern psychology, they get mixed together with it. So it's not a new technique. And I know I came across it probably in the early 2000s was the first time. Now, my first baby was born in 2005. 
And I'm pretty sure I remember sitting on a couch, nursing him at the time and seeing like Olympic athletes using it or something. And I was like, oh, well, I just want to like lose a few pounds and have some energy back and, you know, feel like I'm human again. So it didn't feel like it was for me. And then when I was probably, I, I don't, I don't watch much TV or anything. So I think all of these things happened on, in those rare times when I was having babies and actually gave myself the time to sit down and relax. And I had another instance where I'd seen it being used for PTSD with war veterans and things. And again, I was like, man, you know, I've, I didn't recognize my trauma in the same way that I do now with the same consciousness, but all I could think was, gosh, these people have been through things that are so different from my own traumatic experiences. And I don't think I need this, but what I didn't realize was how applicable this is to everything that you feel. And when I I was in, I've been a serial entrepreneur over the years and I was in the nutrition and fitness and exercise industry for a while, primarily. And I was at a retreat with a bunch of other, you know, women who I did that kind of work with and an EFT, like a level one practitioner came in and she was just teaching us about how to use it for stress and anxiety. It was before the pandemic started and I think I actually had COVID. I just didn't realize it. I was on my way to this retreat and I just started feeling awful. And, you know, if I hadn't driven so far and it wasn't so far from home, I probably would have just turned around and gone home. But instead I was like, I was going to go make the best of it. I, I got sick so rarely. And I still do that. I was like, oh, it'll be nothing. You know, I'm just kind of, I'll go grab some medicine from the drugstore on the way in all as well. And it just kept getting worse. All I wanted to do was like spend the weekend under the covers, but I was like, I'll make the most of it. I'll see, I'll do what I can do. And I went to this thing that she was doing for EFT. I, again, I'd heard of it. I kind of knew what it was. I was like, I'll try it out. And it was really general the way that she was teaching us how to use it. And I had stress, I had anxiety. I was like, cool, I can apply this to things I'm feeling and going through. At this point, I also had four kids. Um, so there was definitely a lot of stress and things trying to balance my business, the family life, all those things, and also feeling horribly um, you know, from a physical sense at that time. So I'm tapping with her and this group and I'm noticing not only am I feeling my stress lower, like it was tangible, but also my head's clearing and I'm able to breathe better than I could before. And I actually have a little bit of energy, whereas I was so tired before. And that was not only my first experience really like hands-on doing it myself, but also my first experience with one of the coolest things I think that EFT has to offer, which is called borrowed benefits. And that means that as I was tapping on stress and anxiety, I was getting that borrowed benefit of my health improving at that very moment too. And it's a phenomenon that doesn't just apply to the person who's doing it. Like as a master practitioner now myself, when I'm helping other people through sometimes just horrible, horrible things, I'm getting improvement because I'm getting those borrowed benefits too, which is why, you know, a lot of times when I interview with people and it's the evening or whatever, and they're like, wow, I got so much energy. I'm like, what I do doesn't deplete me. It regulates and restores me. And it's part of the reason why I love it so much. So mm. that's kind of how I came into it and a little taste of, of what it has to offer. Yeah. So it's like, whenever you're working with people, it's almost like you're not having to just expend and give your energy you're also like receiving that energy and that nourishment yeah. and that healing in return. 
yes, it's replenishing in a lot of ways. It's not depleting and yeah, it makes it, makes it fun. That's so beautiful. So, um, you know, we've been talking all about EFT and we haven't actually told people what EFT stands for. (laughs) Yeah. Do you want to talk about that? (laughs) Absolutely. I can also kind of give some background of of how it works and things too. So EFT stands for Emotional Freedom Techniques. And it was founded by Gary Craig again in the the mid nineties. And it works by literally tapping, which is why that's one of its nicknames, because we are tapping using our fingertips on meridians of our body. So we have this whole meridian system through which our life force flows in our body. And when something happens, a traumatic event, a physical injury, a bothersome memory, whatever that might be, we get energetic blockages in our meridians. And Through the tapping and the focusing on whatever that negative thing is and giving it a voice, we can clear the energy and feel better. And it's fascinating because it's as effective on physical things as it is on emotional things. There's very, well, I don't know of any other technique, honestly, that can work with the same kind of efficacy on past things, traumas and bothersome memories, future worries and anxieties or things that are happening in the present moment, whether they're emotional or physical. And this technique does. So it really is, it's the thing you can go to in the moment. If you're being, you know, troubled by a traumatic memory or you're having anxiety or a panic attack. And it's also the thing you can go to, to do the deeper work so that those things don't happen at all like that by, by going deeper, but it's, it's fascinating. And it's also not re-traumatizing. So, you know, I know a lot of people will come to me that have been through either like tons of time in therapy, or they've done things like EMDR, which while it works can be really hard, can be really, um, it can be stressful to go through it. And then they try this and they're like, wow, this is easy. And you know, it's, it's kind of, kind of sick and twisted, but we'll find ourselves laughing through some of the craziest <laughs> stuff that we work on and just like giggling. And it's just, it, it seems inappropriate, but they're, they're not feeling that weight and that heaviness and that stress. And there's such beautiful release that even the things that seemed like the worst thing ever just aren't anymore. Yeah. That's amazing. So you mentioned the nervous system kind of at the very beginning when you started talking and the nervous system is my zone of genius. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm obsessed with, passionate about, talk about it all the time. Um, so I'm curious what effects, um, does EFT have on the nervous system? Absolutely. I love the science behind it because people always think that it's like this woo woo thing and it's actually all scientifically proven, scientifically based, and it is nervous system regulation. So as we are using that that acupoint stimulation, um, which is the same kind of stimulation that you're getting with needles if you're going for acupuncture or something, but all we need is our fingertips with this. Um, We're bringing about relief from pain that's beyond anything that we can achieve from medicine. And we're sending signals directly to the amygdala. So that little almond-shaped part of the midbrain stress center. And that's usually where the fight or flight stuff is. Well, it is where the fight or flight stuff originates from. So, you know, as I'm preaching to the choir here, so I don't need to tell you, but just to, you know, put it out there, it's, it's so common that we're triggered these days by things that really are not like life or death that we we don't really need the fight or flight when, 
you know, the person sitting next to us in a cubicle at work is irritating us <laughs> or, yeah. you know, a uh, spouse comes home and all of a sudden we're feeling a little bit like, you know, maybe things aren't quite right or whatever. And we're getting into that same, um, that same space as we would if we were being, you know, chased by a tiger or something and stress is stress, you right. know, and our cortisol levels spike when that happens. And one of the beautiful things that EFT can do as it regulates that and allows you to calm down is it lowers your cortisol levels by up to 43% in just 10 minutes. Wow. So that's huge. Yeah. I mean, and it, that really demonstrates the ripple effect that can happen also, because as kind of like in my example, when I was tapping for the first time at that retreat, as you bring the cortisol down, it doesn't just bring it down in that one area that you're focused on. It brings it down for everything. And so many things get more rational and logical and easier as that change happens. So, you know, it allows you to, I, the, the rationality and the logic is probably one of my favorite things, the clarity. Um, I know I was able to develop my intuition so much better when I started to use this because we have that second brain in our gut and really understanding those gut instinct and those gut feelings and things. And you can get so much clearer on that through tapping has been just instrumental for me in, in the changes that I've wanted to bring about in my life and, and with my clients. Mm, yeah. So I hesitate to ask this question because of the language that I'm going to have to use. Um, <laughs> but I'm going to ask it anyway. Is there anything that EFT doesn't quote unquote work for? And again, I hesitate to use the word work because I don't like to use language that implies that we have a problem to fix. Um, yeah, no, I get that. Um, and we don't, I mean, but when you're feeling a way that doesn't feel good, then yeah. you want to feel better. And yeah. if we correlate that with needing to be fixed, then okay. So be it. Um, it doesn't, doesn't make it so, but really no. And the thing is, if you're using it and it's not working, it's usually the way you're using it. It's usually because you haven't figured out the root aspects of the problem that you're dealing with. Mm -hmm. So you might be tapping on or addressing the wrong thing, or perhaps you just haven't gone deep enough. It's kind of like peeling layers of an onion. So it, you might have gotten through the first few layers and think, oh man, I feel so much better. And, and you do like genuinely, but then maybe whatever the thing was that you worked on, something comes along and triggers it again. And that's how, you know, you didn't get to the root because when you get to the root, you're not going to be triggered by it. You're not going to have the symptoms come back. So really, I mean, anything physical or emotional past, present, future, you can effectively treat. So I'd like to say, no, there's really nothing that you you can't. And there's so many ways to apply this. I know um, there, there's new versions of this that are used for all different sorts of disease and things like that. Um, with epigenetics, we can actually change the way that our genes express with EFT. And that's fascinating. If you look at you know, blood samples. I've seen tests where they've taken blood samples and you can see, you know, kind of the way the, the, the good blood, the healthy blood kind of flows freely and the stuff that may indicate health problems kind of gets clumpy and doesn't really flow in the same way. And then the subjects do EFT for five or 10 minutes and all the samples flow freely. Mm -hmm. And it's just such a cool testament to our own healing abilities. And I love how 
empowering this method is because it's you talking your voice, your issues, your hands tapping on your body and you feeling better. Yeah. It really is like ultimate (laughs) self-healing. Um, okay. So this is fascinating. So I'm going to throw out hypothetical scenario, um, from my, from my own personal life, if that's okay. Sure. (laughs) Okay. So my longtime podcast listeners are probably, they probably know what I'm about to say. Um, cause I've talked about this literally for years, for two years on the podcast, it's been a thing. And people will often send me an Instagram DM and they're like, Hey, how's this thing doing? Cause you, you talked about it on the podcast. Is it better? So I have had this, um, chronic pain in my right psoas muscle for going on three years now. Okay. Um, I have tried everything (laughs) I have done, um, physical therapy. My physical therapists say that like my core is weak. Um, and so my psoas muscle is like trying to compensate for that. Um, so I've done physical therapy. I've done chiropractic, myofascial massage, manual osteopathy. I've done a Rolfing 10 series. Um, I've done, uh, IFS parts work (laughs) therapy. Um, I've tried resting it. I've tried exercising it. I've tried strengthening it. I've tried not strengthening it. I've tried heat. I've tried cold. I've tried Advil and Tylenol. I've tried turmeric. (laughs) Um, I am now using a kneeling chair, um, because that is the only kind of chair I have found that I can sit in that doesn't like really flare up this pain. It's, it is, it is the thorn in my flesh. Teresa, <laughs> it oh, is the thorn in my side, <laughs> but I will say I've, I've even done body talk and I've done emotion code. Okay. So okay. we're talking, I've tried You've been all- very thorough. Yes, I have. I'm a very, I'm, I'm kind of a bulldog. I'm pretty tenacious whenever it comes to, um, helping myself feel better. Um, so but have you tried? ESP? I have not, <laughs> <laughs> I have not. So that's my hype that it's not Wouldn't hypothetical. That just be real. the worst if you get to the end of trying like 150 things and realize, you know, it wouldn't be the worst. I would be like, <laughs> hallelujah. Like I, I honestly, I am so ready to let this go. Um, and, and I really do hold it with like an open hand. I'm like, I don't want to identify with this pain. I, I don't really talk about it. Um, like in my day-to-day life, I don't share it with friends of like, I can't go hiking with you because of this. Like, I really just try to live my life as normally as possible and not let it be a source of limitation. But then there are certain things that I do like bending over gardening, for example, or snowshoeing is a big one, like things like that, that require bending and like lifting my knees. Um, especially if there's weight involved, like with snowshoeing that really, really, really activate it. And those are things that I love doing. And over the last three years, I've kind of done them less and less and less and less because I'm trying to avoid the pain, which of course my physical therapist is like, stop living in avoidance. (laughs) Like you're just going to get weaker and, and they're right. But at the same time, like, it's just, um, honest, it's just always with me. And sometimes it's very like right now I can feel it, but it's very low level, but sometimes it's very high level. Um, and yeah, it's, it's one of the things that I have not been able to get to the root of. And okay. After Did something, bring it on. Was there something I, in particular that brought on the pain? So I think so. Um, I think it, it's been going on for so long and it's kind of difficult for me to remember. How long? Like, at, at least three years. Okay. Um, and it's kind of difficult for me to remember when it started. Um, because 
I want to say that it got worse. Like it was already present, but kind of at a low level. Um, after I went through my own dark night of the soul, um, which you may not know my story. So in 2018, I, I basically went through this incredible dark night of the soul. Um, I started experiencing debilitating anxiety, sometimes 10, 20 panic attacks a day, and then like soul crushing insomnia. Um, so for like five solid months, I didn't sleep more than two hours a night. Um, I had a really difficult time, um, talking to my doctor about trying to get medication to help me, um, with sleep and anxiety. And it all kind of culminated in March of 2019. I actually attempted suicide, um, mm -hmm. was unsuccessful, checked myself into inpatient mental health care, was desperately going in for psych meds, knew I wasn't leaving without them. I don't remember the pain being there at that time, but I do remember sort of in the like next two to three months is when it showed up for the first time. Um, and I remember one specific day about probably about a month after my suicide attempt, um, it was spring and the snow was melting and my family and I were stacking firewood. And like, I was just really grateful that the weather was warm and it was sunny and I was able to be outside again, which is all I wanted during that entire dark period as I just wanted warmth and sunshine. And I wasn't very strong. I had lost so much weight. I was, I was so weak, but I was so excited to be outside and I was on these psych meds. So I was feeling better. And I just really wanted to, to be productive and like feel normal. And so I was like, I'm going to help them stack firewood. And the next day I could like barely move. And that's, that's the first time that I remember the pain being like really severe. And I, you know, I, I put heat and ice on it and I rested it for a few days and went and saw my physical therapist and she was like, yeah, you've, you're just not strong enough yet. Like you've, you've lost a lot of muscle mass. And cause I was literally in bed for like five months. So what was the time? Wh when was the suicide attempt? March 7th, 2019. So this would okay. have been like, and you end, remember feeling the firewood and stuff was when like end of April, 2019. So like, okay. so just like a month, about a month, month, month and a half, two months max would be when I first felt it. And then I think I remember it getting better. And then in early, early 2020, um, my husband and I had a conversation that really shook me um, <clears throat> um, in a big way. And I thought we were going to get a divorce. I thought he was going to leave me. Um, that didn't end up happening. Like we're still together. We've healed and worked it all out and everything. But after that conversation is when the pain became chronic. And okay. so whenever I like finally saw a different physical therapist and the physical therapist was like testing my core muscles and was like, your core is really weak. And your psoas muscle is trying to compensate for your core. Um, I was sort of like, why, why is my core weak? Like I'm strong, I'm strong. But then I started paying attention to my language and the language that I used about that specific event with my husband was that it shook me to my core. Like that was the language I was using. It shook me to my core. And I would say it would be accurate to also use that language with that five months of anxiety, insomnia, panic attacks, suicide attempt. It shook me to my core. And I've read a lot of um, Liz Koch's work. I don't know if you're familiar with Liz Koch, but she has a book called, the name. yeah, she's, she does a lot of work with psoas muscles. Um, she has a book called Stalking Wild Psoas. 
She has another book called Core Awareness. I've read her stuff. I've taken some of her workshops. Um, and anyway, it, it does seem to be like my psoas muscle is like this tough, sinewy, um, you know, almost like piece of beef jerky, like running through my core. And it where just do you feel the pain? I feel it in the front, um, like sort of in between my hip bone and my, like below my belly button, I feel it there. And then it mirrors in the back, um, sort of like right above my sacrum. And when it's really bad, it kind of crawls up the right side of my spine. Um, in that, like in my tenderloin, (laughs) I guess is what that would be my backstrap. Um, so it kind of crawls up in there and, yeah, that, that has been the thorn in my side and the like mystery thing that I'm totally healed from anxiety. I'm totally healed from panic attacks. I haven't had a panic attack since I left the hospital. Um, I'm off psych meds. Like I'm doing really well. I've gained the weight back, but this thing is just still lingering on. And, um, yeah. So I'm just curious what your thoughts are about that. (laughs) I have a lot of thoughts on that. Um, I'll start by saying that when we are done recording this podcast, I'm going to do some private work with you. And I'd love to dig into a little bit of this. Okay. I'll also preface that by saying, this is not a one and done issue as you already know, like I don't need to bring that to your attention. So I think we might be able to uncover some things. uh, And I think it'll be really interesting. And I think it'll be a great hands-on experience for listeners too. So I'm going to encourage people who are listening that want to see what this is all about, do this with us. I mean, even even if you're just experiencing a headache or some other physical pain, I think you'll be able to make some shifts doing whatever Lindsay and I end up doing after this. And all you'll need to do is go to, um, I have this website and I have this, it's a whole book that you guys are going to get. It's full of private session work that I've done with other podcast hosts. I just go to the private sessions.com and I will send it to you. So, um, we'll, we'll dig in, but I feel like intuitively if, I like, if you were my client, you came to me and said, you wanted to work together and I was laying out a plan. I would want to go back. Well, I'd want to go like way back. I love going back as far as I can with people to begin with, because I feel like those things, those, those early traumas, even if it's just the trauma of being born, which every single one of us has been through, Mm -hmm. there were things there to clear. So I not only do the EFT and the, you know, the nervous system regulation there, but I love combining that with chakra work and looking at those energy portals and the way that they are blocked or unblocked. So I would want to do some of that. And then I really want to go into that time when you were, you were feeling suicidal and having such a hard time and explore and release some of those things there. Even if you're not, you know, you don't have the insomnia, you don't have the panic attacks, whatever. I feel like there's still some place that probably the body and mind aren't on the same page. And I would, I would go through, we would tap on that day with the snow melting and everything else and go through that whole experience. And always looking for those clues and what's coming up along the way and how you're feeling. Um, As people will see when they watch what we're doing together, we're always using a scale, um, kind of a zero to 10, like you would if you go to your doctor and you're rating that pain maybe, um, about how you feel about it and really talk to it. You know, one of the, at the heart of EFT is the idea that even though this thing is happening, whatever it might be, I love, accept, and forgive myself. 
or I'm open to the idea that I could love, accept, and forgive myself, or I honor the feeling and I accept myself anyway. And getting to that point where we can talk to that pain, we can compassionately, you know, coat that pain in love, acceptance, and forgiveness and allow that pain to the, the, the blockages to move up and out, give them a voice and allow them to move so that they can be released. Um, I do think it's definitely possible. I've seen people heal crazy stuff. Like it's just, it's amazing what, what can happen. And I definitely don't think that a psoas muscle can keep us down. But I think we can, I think we can, we can get through whatever's happening with that psoas muscle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I, I would, I would definitely look at a bunch of different angles just to see where the issues are actually happening. Mm-hmm. And also just addressing it from the pain itself, because there's a lot we can do. And, you know, we can even see if the tapping that we do afterwards, if we're just addressing the physical pain that you're feeling and seeing if it can shift. One of my favorite things to do with people who haven't done EFT before is work on something tangible, whether it's a headache or a physical pain, because then you really get to feel that empowerment right off the bat. Now, a lot of the work that I do with my clients is not tangible. You know, they want to work, they need to work on money blocks or limiting beliefs or fears that don't necessarily, I mean, we do work on fears like flying or snakes or things that we we could definitely say like, well, here it is. So are you still scared? But for the most part, there are things where you have to kind of wait for life to present things to you again, to see how you're going to show up differently. And you will indeed show up differently, even though it's not during those 10 minutes or so that you're actually doing the tapping round, but it's really fun to work on something that you actually get to feel shift immediately, like anxiety, like a headache, like just being grumpy or feeling out of control or chaotic. And then all of a sudden feeling the clarity come over you and feeling like you're back, back in the driver's seat, so to speak. Yeah. So I'm going to throw another question at you. Um, yeah. I, wor- I work with a lot of people who have, um, health anxiety. So, um, like where they, they just have all of this anxiety around the different sim- sensations in their bodies or symptoms that they have in their bodies. And they have been on what I call the hamster wheel of wellness for a really long time, just hopping from practitioner to practitioner, trying supplement protocols and health gadgets and, um, you know, all restrictive healing diets fasting, medical medium stuff, celery juice. Is this because they actually have issues or because they're afraid of getting issues? uh, Because they actually have symptoms, but they don't know what the root cause of the symptom is. So it's like they have this random collection of symptoms that on paper, a a doctor can't diagnose them with anything, but they still feel like shit. Um, Mm -hmm. And so, and, and I have, you know, I would say nine times out of 10, I find it to be rooted in nervous system dysregulation. And so when we have this collection of symptoms, um, that doesn't necessarily show up on imaging or blood work or something like that, but it's still very real physical Mm -hmm. symptoms that are happening, whether that's gut issues, headaches, migraines, um, you know, stuff like that. So I guess if you have like physical things happening, whether or not you have a a diagnosis of the root cause of that issue, can tapping be used as a tool to help some of those symptoms calm down and maybe turn the volume of those symptoms down? Or if there is a diagnosis, like 
you know, like let's, let's say like IBS or something that's pretty common for people. Like if they have a diagnosis of IBS and they live on a daily basis, having to take a ton of supplements or medications, or maybe they have to really limit their diets because they're sensitive to so many foods. Um, they would say like tangibly, I need to do these things. Otherwise I will have symptoms. So, but that leads to a life of restriction, right? It's very limiting. So how can we use EFT for these like physical, whether it's diagnosed or not, but things that people feel anxious about that they don't want to feel that they are hypervigilant about in their bodies creates a lot of anxiety. How can we use EFT to help to calm those symptoms down and then help to reduce anxiety about feeling symptoms and pathologizing symptoms. Does that, am yeah. I, am I phrasing that question? Okay. Yes. Now just keep in mind, I have an ADHD brain and I'm probably going to forget the questions <laughs> if you ask me, but I'm going to do my best <laughs> to answer them all. Just like, if you're like, man, she totally avoided that question. It's just because I forgot. Um, yeah. Squirrel. Uh, but anyway, yes, it's like a yes, yes, yes. And yes, all the things that you asked, all of those things we can use it for. So then it's just a matter of how, and it's so individual to the person, but you know, if that person has IBS, we can use it on the actual symptoms, on what they're physically feeling in their body. EFT likes specificity. So it's not like we do like this one broad, like, you know, 10 minute tapping round and we fix everything. We go in on, you know, maybe they're having stomach pain and we just focus on the stomach pain mm. and what it feels like, what they envision it. Maybe, maybe the pain has a color, a texture, uh, you know, anything like that. Just really get nitty gritty into the physical feelings. Work on that. We can work on their emotions around it. Maybe they are pissed off that they have to deal with this, you know, and they really, really resent that they spend, you know, half their day in the bathroom or that they can't control how they're feeling or that they don't have um, the ability to, or they feel like they don't have the ability to change it or make anything different or whatever. There's a lot that we can make different when we change the way we feel or think our beliefs about things. Um, and then they show up differently physically. Mm. There's, you know, figuring out when did it start? You know, kind of like with, with your story that you shared, I'm definitely curious, like, when did that start? What was going on at that time? What was happening in your life? All that kind of stuff. Same with the IBS, you know? Um, usually there is an onset and when, and we're usually just so darn unconscious of the other things that are actually happening until we examine it with somebody. I'm like, oh heck, you know, gosh, I was, I was going through a divorce at that time or, you know, my kid was really sick and I was, you know, having to, you know, spend all my time, you know, doing this, that, or the next thing. And we kind of forget, we we're pretty good at like trying to keep ourselves safe and comfortable and things like that. So we're pretty good at like not remembering the details when we don't have to, but those details can really matter when we're trying to release things from our nervous system, because if we don't know what we need to work on, then we can't, you know, again, the word fix it, um, and, and make you feel better. And at the end of the day, how you feel is the most important thing sure. that's, you know, that's why self-care is so darn important because if we don't feel good, we can't help anybody else feel good. We can't like contribute nicely to, to the world, society, our families, our careers, our relationships, anything. So we can do a lot of things with EFT in those circumstances to help you feel better, yeah. which is the most important thing. So where would you recommend people go to start learning about EFT? Because I know you could just Google it or you could go to YouTube and you could search for it, but I, you know, 
we could spend all day going down that rabbit hole, or we can just share with people like here is probably the best place to go and learn about EFT for yourself. Can you share that with us? Yeah. I mean, (laughs) practitioners are all different. So, you know, if you enjoy my style, check out my webpage and go, go to TeresaLearLevine.com and, and learn it from the way and my perspective, but everybody intermixes things differently. You're not going to find that every EFT practitioner is going to look at it the way that I do or dissect it the way that I do, or combine it with, you know, looking at the chakras and the energy portals and all the other things, or that they're, you know, master level trained or trained in a bunch of different varieties of EFT like I am. So it just depends on what you want and what you're looking for and what you jive with. You know, I'm definitely not for everybody. So there um, are varieties of EFT, like there's different, is it styles or types or yeah, it's, it's emotional freedom techniques. So there okay. are different techniques. Um, and there's also different, I mean, you no, know, Gary Craig founded it. I'm trained very much in his way of doing it, but I'm also exposed to, and, um, I use all different other things and mix things together. And I combine with, like I said, the chakra work visualizations. I'm a law of attraction practitioner too. So I'm always looking at those angles and um, combining that with manifesting and all sorts of other things. So everybody's different in in their training and their background. And it depends on what you're really looking for. I'm also, you know, trained in um, information, um, informational EFT, where we're really instructive, instructing the body to, to do different things. So mm-hmm. that can be really helpful with health issues also. Um, sorry, I'm an instructional EFT. I didn't mean, for, I'm like, something's wrong here with what I'm saying. <laughs> it's not the right thing. Um, instructional. And, which is fairly new, <laughs> but really like addressing the immune system mm-hmm. and getting that to uh, respond in different ways and figuring out what's necessary for that, which also then brings in things like muscle testing and stuff like that. So it just, it depends on what you're looking for. And I know- that in the past I've tried, you know, kind of going that down that Google rabbit hole when I need something new. And when I really want to get better or feel better, then I jump in and I just, you know, I find that one person I want to work with or learn from, and I just do the thing because otherwise I just feel like I'm swimming in a soup of it all and not really making any progress. Yeah. Oh, I know about that. Um, that's what I call the hamster wheel of wellness. So, um, I had so much more that I wanted to talk with you about today, but we, you and I are going to do a private session after this podcast that's yeah. going to be recorded and people can get it at the private sessions.com. Yeah. Um, so I would love to just invite you back on the show to, I would be happy to come back on and chat about whatever else we want to talk about. Yes. I would love to talk about ADHD and EFT. Yes. Um, I would really love to do a whole episode devoted to that. So, um, let's off, off camera, let's get that scheduled and do a follow-up episode. We'll do a part two and people can, um, listen to that because ADHD is something that is, it's come up in our family recently. Um, I see a lot of, of it online. I'm sort of torn between is ADHD a symptom of nervous system dysregulation and brain inflammation? Is it having a neurodivergent brain? Is it something we want to heal? Some people say it's ableist to want to heal it because it's not a problem. It's just being, I think it's a superpower. superpower. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So yeah, we need to have a whole conversation about ADHD. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. I embrace that because I I'm diagnosed all, all of my boys that are old enough to be diagnosed are, and I'm pretty sure the younger one is too, but I don't know how much I'm worrying about it at this point. So we're just all embracing the positive aspects of it and figuring out how to deal with the challenges. And this is a great tool for doing that. So I'd be happy to come back and chat more about that. 
Amazing. Well, we will get that scheduled. And um, just before we sign off here, can you just share with people how they can find you? And if they do want to work with you, how they can do that? Sure. Uh, you can head on my, over to my website, which is TeresaLearLevine.com. There you can find links for all the things I have going on. I do regular like live workshops that are free. And if I'm running one at the time that you're listening to this, you'll be able to find registration information by going to TeresaLearLevine.org. And then of course, grab the private sessions by going to the privatesessions.com. And that is honestly going to be like having several dozen private sessions with me. And there's so much therapy, so many insider pointers in there that you just, you're not going to find anywhere else. And mm -hmm. it's, it's really high value and it's free. So that, grab it. That sounds super cool. So if they want to do a workshop with you, that's TeresaLearLevine.org. Mm -hmm. And if they want other information about other ways, that's TeresaLearLevine.com. Yep. Our, my, okay. my website has links to everything. On okay. It. So perfect. If you go to the website. You can find all of it. You can find my podcast, the becoming more me podcast. You oh, can find sweet. other media appearances. You can find all sorts of things on there that you can geek out on blogs, YouTube links, whatever. That sounds amazing. I'll link all of that in the show notes. Thank you so much for being here and you will be back. So yes. stay tuned. thanks Lindsay. Looking forward <laughs> to it. Yeah. Okay. So the part that you guys haven't heard yet is that when we finished recording this episode, Teresa and I stayed on Zoom and she did a round of EFT tapping with me specifically on my psoas muscle. And those of you who have been longtime listeners of the show know that I have talked about my psoas pain on this show ever since I first started it. It has been an ongoing chronic thing that I have dealt with and still dealing with. But I was shocked whenever I felt like no pain for the rest of the day after I did a round of tapping with Teresa. And we recorded that round of tapping. It is in uh, the private sessions, which is a freebie that Teresa gives away. And I'm going to link to that below in the show notes as well. So please make sure you check out the private sessions with Teresa. You'll be able to see a video of me and others tapping their way through their pain points and things that are going on in their lives or from their past um, or whatever it is that they're experiencing. So be sure to check that out, please. And I also signed up to work with Teresa for six months. <laughs> so I was that convinced after just one round of tapping with the relief that I experienced, I was that convinced that emotional freedom technique was something that I needed to learn for myself and for my own nervous system. But also now that I have been working with her for a few months, um, I've been incorporating it in my one-on-work -on -work with clients as well. And most of my clients are also really, really loving having it as another tool in their toolbox. So um, links for how you can connect with Teresa if you're interested in working with her. Um, also the private sessions, also her podcast, The Becoming More Me with EFT podcast. Um, all of that is going to be linked below in the show notes. And I am so excited to learn what's possible for you if you try this new tool to see what it does for your body, your nervous system, 
um, all the things because I know it's certainly been wonderful for me. So thank you so much for being here. Thanks for listening to this episode. And the next episode, episode 93, is a a part two, I guess. Uh, but Teresa is coming back on the podcast and we are going to talk specifically about using EFT with ADHD. So stay tuned for that. It is a juicy one. I will talk to you soon and I hope you have a lovely day, evening, wherever you are, whatever time it is. Um, Be blessed and be well. 